So what you guys are about to watch was actually filmed a day before the invasion and and it actually happened. But you're going to get a kind of a quick little glimpse of what we thought was going to happen and then what actually did end up happening. You guys get to see, well, that happened literally 12 hours ago. And oddly enough, it happened the same way that we detailed in this in this video you're about to watch. So please take that in, uh, with a little bit of understanding. So please enjoy this video, and I will see you guys here later on in the day. It's going to be a juicy day, a juicy, juicy week. Oh, man, how are you guys doing? A lot is going on. This stuff is developing literally as we <laughs> as soon as we're going. We uploaded twice yesterday just for the fact that there was so much stuff going on just in that one <laughs> present day. I guess I have the king himself, the king of Ukraine, sitting next to me. I don't know about the king of Ukraine, <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> no, I don't know. He spent more time over there than I have. I mean, I, I, I haven't spent any time in Ukraine. I'd love to, but I haven't spent any time. I don't know. Would I enjoy the food? Yeah. I, well, uh, it depends on the type of food you get. I mean, if you get, like, the upscale food, you would probably like it. If you get, like, the more, uh, I hate to call it poor people food, but the poor people food, not so much. Okay. But they do have nice things. Like, you get, like, cheese and honey plate. Like, that's a staple. That's pretty good. So what you're saying, I mean, if borscht, I were to go over there, you would love borscht. Bring like, my I'd give own me food some. is what you're telling me. No. No. I'm going to make you eat the shit. <laughs> when I was there, <laughs> and you'll love it and it'll be like nice and keto diet good nice yeah. keto ketogenic I love it yep all right so today we're gonna be talking about a little bit of um the significant routes that we think that we could be taking Russia could be taking they could be doing it right now as this video is being filmed for all we know uh, they are doing it they, I, they started they, they they could be I've, I have no idea this is being filmed actually the night prior so I mean they're well, how many hours ahead probably 10 ish or so seven Seven or seven like hours? Seven. Okay, somewhere so they're seven hours ahead, so they're roughly. middle of the night right now. No, don't so. quote me on the seven, but yeah, I think it's somewhere around seven. Yeah. All right, so it's the middle of the night right there. Yeah. Now, as this is being filmed, who knows what's happening? So please take it with, I'm going to say, a grain of salt, because by the time you watch this, I mean, the entire world could literally have erupted in nuclear war for all I know. I have no idea. It, no, it's, it's a I very really real possibility. No but this, I, I mean, but we're going we're to go over routes. This guy has spent, like I said, a very large amount of time in Ukraine. He knows the roads. He knows a lot about them. He knows which areas they'd probably be coming from. I just know, I don't know anything. I mean, you know tactics. I know tactics, pretty much like it. But I don't know tactics, the, the road. Right? Like I don't, I don't know what at, the terrain is here. I, I would assume it's somewhat flat. It's, it's, it's so surprisingly, like you do have like a lot of farmland and stuff like that. Okay, so now so. you have a lot of crazy, crazy facts here real quick. Did you guys know, I think it was Rommel. Who was the other, who was the other guy that was with Hitler? Other main guy, uh, my, I think it was Rommel. I'm pretty positive it might okay. have been Rommel. Rommel actually flooded all the fields. Did you know this? Mm-mm. So I didn't know this either until I was in France. Talk about farm fields up there in northern France is all farm fields. So he knew that they were going to be doing a paratrooping like an operation in. Mm-hmm. So he flooded all the fields. That's so genius. when they landed, they were like in knee deep water. That's actually genius. So yeah, I, Did, I, I should learn that. Okay, random, which was which random was airborne ran, fact. Random, do you know, yeah, do, random, random airborne fact. fact. Do you know, we dropped like fake paratroopers that had like little cap guns on the end. So when they hit the ground, they started busting caps. And no, I did not. Yeah. And they started freaking like blasting little caps off, and German German Before, soldiers like went off and started shooting them. And did you did you see my did you see my regulator? Yes. Yeah, that's the coolest freaking gun ever. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, <laughs> dude? Did you also know that they had like these like blow up uh, tank battalions and stuff? Like yes, I did know that. And yeah, all that the stuff is like a faint. Yeah. Super random World War. I love cool World stuff, War man. No World War II. Right. I mean, you got. F- I loved it. Spy it was- planes flying over, basically like Ukrainian military. You know, twenty twenty two. Eighty years later, they're better than that. I'm just, stuff. I'm making jokes. Oh, man. All right, here we go. Kick it off. All right, where are we sitting at in this current situation? Since you're going to be able to draw and people can see. 
Okay, yeah, so I'm drawing it on the map. You guys will be able to track along with the things I'm talking about. I've got a map pulled up specifically with the roads on it. So right now you're looking at Ukraine, obviously, so labeled in the middle. You can see Russia over off to the east. For those of you who guys don't know, this is missing a north-seeking arrow, so I guess I'll just put one there. So we have north, south, east, and west. There you go. That's splendid. All right. So we have Russia that's off to the east. Then we have Belarus. I know we talked about that. That's up here in, like, the uh, northwest region a little bit. What's up? No, it's just... No, yeah. it's okay. I gotcha. So can you show us the major actual physical yeah, roads? Yeah, of course. I'm going to show you, like... The real ones, everybody's not, the, not the potholes. Yeah, so, the, if, well, you, you would think that... So, we get confused, you know, we're spoiled here in America when we, like, go and we... And I say, hey, this is a highway. Over there, a highway that's stretching across, like, any one of these regions, like these ones coming out of Kiev or these ones that are going up in this way. All those roads, a lot of them, are what I'd like to call, like barely improved hardball roads, right? So you have like blacktop roads, but a lot of them were built during the Soviet era. So they're kind of, they've had big heavy semi trucks driving on them. So there's lots of potholes. Things are pushed out of the way. Lots of farm country. So you have a lot of like, you know, they're they're not the best. Well, Africa, I don't know about your African experience, but mine involved a lot of dirt. Yeah. It depends on how, how central. And then the the hardball roads were a lot more blacktop ish, but they were Black top. Really bad. Right? Black top, yeah. 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 So it depends on where you're at, right? Like yeah. you get close to the big cities like Kiev, Lviv. Probably whatever. gets better. Say what? It probably gets a little Rivni. better. Yeah. I mean, they, they get a little bit better, like yeah. as you start going around the cities. But once you leave the city and start going out these country roads, it turns back to like crap asphalt. So there is asphalt, right? There is asphalt, but, but it's crap, mm-hmm. right? It's crap. All right. So important thing to understand is like where Russia is currently at. Right. When we look at this. So let's talk about Russia, who will be annotating in red because they're communists. Right. Makes sense. Oh, perfect. Love yeah. It. So we have Crimea. All right. Let's go. Let's go ahead and outline the Crimean Peninsula. Let's do Let's do with this one right there. OK, well, I just did the yeah, borders. Do, yeah, so do now that. We're gonna... yeah. Yeah. Click on that right there. Ooh, 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 yeah. Come here. Oh, there you oh, go. But yeah. you got to do you got to do it in a little bit of red. Actually. Oh, come on, man. Get to the red. Why is it doing oh, that? Yeah, there you go. There we go. All right. So Good. Crimean Peninsula. Perfect. We know they've done taking it out. While we're over there in that region, we also had Russian ships move in. I just got a report of some Russian ships that moved into the Sea of Azov. Right? So right here, we had 10 Russian destroyers. Is that the right one? I think that's yeah. what it was, yeah. 10 Russian warships moved in mm-hmm. right down here. All right? So little Russian commies hanging out right over there. We also have, like, the battle lines over here. Um, Luhansk and Donetsk. All right? This is where all of our contested area is at over in this region. Sorry, let me go back. So this is our contested area that we have right over here. Russia themselves has troops all along the border, everywhere yep. from Belarus, Russia, everywhere. Right? I have a pretty good map actually and right here showing where you do. the major pieces you are. You do. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be drawing those out Perfect. in just a sec. All right, so we have those ones. Now, overnight from last, well, I guess it would be two nights ago from when they're watching this video, yep. two nights ago, Russian forces moved in on the outskirts of Donetsk and Luhansk. So let me back that up. All right, so we had Russian forces move in here and here on the outskirts. They're sitting on the back, right? We have Ukrainians that are on the line up there. Mm-hmm. They're sitting in the back, and they're starting to send artillery, and they're starting to send in barrage, for lack of better terms, right? Like, they're, they're doing ground-to-ground barrage. Yep. All right, so rockets, mortars, artillery, all that stuff, and they're starting to fire them in there. And we've got videos of that, showing them doing that. We do. We do. This is a fact. This is what's happening. All right, outside of the border, we also have Russian troops over here. Ooh, that's much better. Mm-hmm. Over here, we've got a couple hanging out up over here. And more importantly, up outside of Belarus, we have them here along the Russian border. We actually have quite we a have, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah over there. Dude, they're everywhere. They're pretty, they're pretty stacked around the northern side. They're everywhere. So we have them here. 
And these are unconfirmed locations, right? These ones that I'm currently drawn out in Belarus, these are the ones that we know are their training yeah. locations, training right? Locations. They, they showed up to do, like, military exercises that are right. And P- Putin just announced the other day, well, you know what? It's not really a training exercise anymore. We're just hanging out there. We're not going anywhere. Kiss our ass. So we've got them moved in, and the way he went about it was he said that Luhansk and Donetsk, you know, he's recognizing their sovereignty. So Putin declared that they're no longer part of Ukraine, so I'm not invading Ukraine. Which is kind of crazy that the one guy inside of another country declared that another country is not part of that country anymore mm-hmm. when he has no control of the country. Well, like, and the international like say, Hey, you know what? Your bathrooms, they're my bathrooms. They are family. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's essentially what just yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. So Putin's looking at this and saying that a lot of these people are like ethnic Russians and they want to be part of Russia. So, that's, right, they're that's white? how he's doing it. Or they speak Russian? Yeah. Or they speak a, a language. A lot of them are Russian. Kind of yeah. Close, so the you know? further you go, yeah, the further you go east, everybody starts speaking Russian. The further you go west, most people start speaking Ukrainian. As a matter of fact, once you start getting to the western side of the country and you start speaking Russian, people get really pissed okay, off. Well, what's kind of crazy is the farther south I go in Texas, a lot of people start speaking Spanish. Isn't that weird? And guess what? But you're still in America, right? They're American. Right. You're still in America, but it's the same concept of what's going yeah. on over okay. here. And Ukrainian and Russian sound a lot alike. And most people over there, you know, if they speak Ukrainian, they also speak Russian. But then you also have, like, the different dialects, right? So there was a guy over there that was speaking Russian the entire time. And it was, like, it was this weird redneck slang that I just couldn't make out with it. Like, picture, like, some dude from Louisiana, like, speaking, like, Creole or whatever. My buddy, Dustin Connell, from Alabama. Can't understand a damn word they're saying. Yeah, he was like that. And, like, I'd be, like, talking to him, and he'd be, like, you know, he'd be, he'd be yelling at me, like, I'd be yelling at him in Russian, and he'd answer me back. I'd be like, dude, I don't speak Ukrainian. And everybody would be like, he's speaking Russian. I'm like, what, are, what the hell is he saying? And they'd be like, we don't know. <laughs> like, is he that ridiculous? But he did have some of the best homemade food that he would bring back. Anyways, <laughs> that's true, man. He had some good food. Yeah, so those Russians are moving in over there. So when we look at this and we're like, all right, well, what does Russia want to do? we got to start looking at the different routes that they're going to take, right? We When we talk about that land bridge, right, when we, you hear a lot about the land bridge, what we're looking at is you guys can see this river that's basically dividing the country in half. I'm just going to draw it right down here, and I'm going to leave this line for a reason. All right, so when you look at warfare, Make and you it look thick. at how... Make that line thick, baby, so they can so see it. Is that, is that not thick enough? Oh, no, make that thing thick. Ooh, right. There's your thick line, folks. So there is the, the, the line. Most states, countries, things like that, they all go on borders. So this is where I'm predicting Russia stops. All right? I don't think Russia is going to push past that river because it's going to give people the option of an out. I'm going to explain to you how I feel like they're going to get to that point. All right. So most countries are divided by those natural landmarks. Yep. Factual. Pretty common sense. Kiev happens to sit just to the west of that sucker. All right, so they would end up coming in. And if you look where these people are staged right now, like you have Chernobyl, but this whole area yeah, over here around, there. if you guys see me coloring in the map, this whole area around Chernobyl is kind of like a no-go zone, something about like, I don't know, melted down power plant. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Way anyway, to go, Russia. Yeah, so you've got major routes that are coming out of Belarus that are going down into Chernobyl. I highly doubt they're going to end up taking that route right there. But if they do, it's a straight blitzkrieg straight into Kiev. All right, so... If what I'm predicting is going to be correct, you're going to see the Russian troops over here. I'm back over on the west side of the map over by Luhansk. I see the Russian troops starting to push in and taking these, right? They're going to push in. They're going to take Donetsk, and they're going to take Luhansk, and then they're going to start pushing, and they're going to go up these two major routes. So you follow me. I'm going up into the northeast over to Kharkiv, and then they're going to start pushing down south towards Maripool. At the same time, these people on their boats and stuff are going to start coming out. 
and they're going to come over. So they're going to be able to swarm this area really, really quick with just the amount of troops that they have on the ground. And remember, they also have friendlies that are over here as well, so that they're able to start moving up. Yep. Right? Once yep. they do that, a lot of the Ukrainian military force is going to end up being committed to that fight. Truth? No, it's, yeah, no, because yeah. right now you're talking about the cent- They call this the central Russian potential. That's the central invasion route, that one you're talking about currently right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then they have the northern, then they right. have the flanking so maneuver, we'll, which we'll, is the one that actually... So I don't see them actually like needing to go, and I'm going to explain this. Why, why would they ever need to flank that area? That's my real flank question. Flank what area? Like, they're only currently flanking maneuver in an area would actually be into Kiev because that, that's their end goal. Right. Well, I don't think it's going to be the end goal. I think I think Kiev is more or less a chess piece. It's right. Kiev's a huge biggest. city and it's yeah. going to be a, you fought in this freaking city before. It's a yeah. slaughterhouse. They're not stupid. You know, like these guys have been dealing with this stuff for a long time. So they take a lot of casualties going into Kiev. Yeah, that's and good that's good more importantly, not only that, they would lose a lot of favor if they God. go in and they rip apart You're, Kiev and yeah, all that Yeah, so That's a good point. I could see, so, man, there's a lot of use so for these guys actually up here. I, I, I got you, bro. Huge I got you. Hold, hold off, bro. Hold, I got yeah. you. I got you. Right. So once they're there and they have troops committed, that's going to open up. They're still going to have blockades on all these roads. Yeah. Right, they're gonna have blockades. They set have up to. Those guys will come on in these at routes same time. coming out. Yeah. Okay, but what's gonna end up happening is they're gonna want to leave a route for people to get the hell out of that city, right? So I'm gonna change these blockade things to blue because I mean I'm just drawing arbitrary lines on a map. Nobody's told me this, but generally speaking, you have them set up by major checkpoints. Okay, so the blue, I'll say that they're gonna have some sort of blockades that are set up out there because they're gonna want to protect the city. Russia is going to want to make its way into that city, and they're going to want to surround it. So they've already got forces committed here, and they're going off, and they're going to push. All right. So from there, I see them pushing up into the north and holding off while we start pushing in this way along this main MSR, the, this main supply. Route. <laughs> I can't call it MSR. All the MAMs are going to be on the MSR. I can't believe right, so, it, yeah. yeah. So they're going to they're going to start yeah. pushing that way as they start pushing. All these forces are just going to blitzkrieg their way around. They're going to surround. That's exactly. They're going to surround gonna Kiev. All right, exactly they're just going to surround right. Kiev, and they're going to—they're probably going to leave it out. All right, but they're going to surround Kiev, and the reason they're going to do that is because they're not going to want to go in there. All right, it's a—it's the freaking capital, but they can hold it hostage. Yeah. Once you cut that city off, there's tons of people in there that would be starving, that would be going down, and it's a key chess piece. This region, you've got a lot of open we're terrain, also talking a lot about of military Russia. forces. They had literally videos online, like I just found one of them shelling. They're, so they're not just sh- like people say they're shelling a an elementary school, but they're not. They're not. They're not purposely trying to shell them. They're just sending rounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people even realize it. They're literally just sending rounds into a civilian populated city because, like, well, like I, I said previously, there's they're instilling fear on a certain population. They're instilling fear, and again, man, like these people have been dug in for years now, right? The Ukrainian military, right, along with I don't want to call them the insurgents. What, what was the term we used for them? I forget, but whatever. You know, they're all dug in along that line. And so they're pushing. They know where a lot of these people are at. That school that they're bombing could have been very well used for, like, you know, the house yeah. supplies, right? Like, we it. don't know. I get it. But but propaganda is going to be pushed one way or the other. And at the end, at the end of this, nobody's going to care about a school one way or the other. No. Right? So what I think is happening right now with all of this bombing, all right, it's pro- provocation. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get Ukraine to react. Once Ukraine reacts and they get a catalyst to that, right? Once they start pushing closer and they start killing people, it doesn't matter whether or not you gave me a ceasefire order. I'm going to start killing people. Isn't it kind of crazy when you say that out loud, though? Yeah. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to cut you off there. But Go what you it. just said is asinine as all can be. They're tr- they're literally taking over a chunk of a country to try to get that country to react, so then they can they can declare quote unquote war. Well, they already invaded it. I you know. How 
You know how crazy that is? Yes. <laughs> like, just saying it out loud. So he's got to say face. He's got to say face to his <laughs> people. He's got to say oh. face, right? Because you got to remember, like, he, it, it's, you know, Putin just doesn't want to go in there and kill everybody. No, I get right? And there's a lot of people that are probably welcoming them in, right? Yeah. There is. There's probably a lot of people that are welcoming them in. Well, there's also a lot of people that have already fled out of Luhansk and Donetsk and gone into Russia because this was coming. Right, like picture all the stuff that we do as the military. We go in and we drop flyers. We tell people war's coming. Yeah. You know, whatever the case may be, they probably broadcast some sort of warning out to them to get the hell out, and that they'd be safe in Mother Russia. This this thing currently right now. This is from the Ministry of Defense, like Britain. Mm-hmm. This this is actually stating he thinks they're going to get past, or he I don't know who who it is. Um, Vin, that one right there. Venezia. Venezia. Yeah, it's a beautiful city. They're saying that they're actually going to hit. Dnipro, I'm probably jacking that up. Mm-hmm. I don't speak that language clearly. And hitting all the way over there, which I guess I could see if they were going to push through because that's on the main route. You know, it, it's But what my, my really question is, what, what's the reasoning for them to go past that line? And there isn't a reason for them the, to do What that. is the reason for them to even have this? And if we and if they give up that ground, what may, what so, makes you not think that they're ever going to push forward in a different rem- time? Okay, so remember how I told you that everywhere, once you start pushing further and further west, people start hating Russia even and even more. So they have a high probability of getting decent amount of support over on the eastern side of the country. Once they cross that river, that support's gone. Right? Once they cross that river, that support's gone. And so that's where they're going to start risking those insurgencies and things like that that are going on. And there's a lot of military over on that side. Right? Not just, not just, and this is open source information, not just Ukrainian military, but also NATO forces. All right? So they run a huge risk crossing that river huge risk they run the risk of bumping into nato forces they run the risk of bumping into freaking larger ukrainian forces like everything that's where you risk that world war three putin's not dumb he knows if nato gets after it like we're gonna it's it's gonna suck he's got he's got nothing to gain by taking the western part of that country nothing nothing he's got people that don't support him over there He's got NATO forces over there. He has all of those things. Don't you think him taking this piece is going to do nothing but push this portion of Ukraine into NATO? And then what he was asking for, not having NATO at his doorstep, he's going to end up with NATO. NATO is at the doorstep. He knows it. It's open source. NATO's at the doorstep. They're down. I forget the name of the city, but they're somewhere. I'll mark them. Last time I checked, NATO was actually down in this region somewhere. Little blue circle down over there. Somewhere around there, if I remember right. That's NATO somewhere around there. Again, that's off the top of my head, but I believe there's somewhere in that area. So, yeah, there's NATO forces that are to the west of that river, and we don't want—Putin doesn't want to interact with NATO because NATO would, like, be really, really bad. He's, he's running a big risk just by cutting off Kiev if he does do that. If, if he ends up dropping down from, like, the northwest and moving to the east to reach Kiev, he runs a big risk of bumping into them as well. Dude, so. I just realized he, he's actually put people on the Belarus-Poland border. You're correct. These are all brand new on that northern— yeah, and it's not just those two locations I marked on there as well. They also no. have like they they're also using airfields and stuff that they go seen. all the way far left on Belarus. I mean, up. there's there's people, yeah, over by the breast. Yeah, yeah, over there, yeah, yeah. And they like I said, they also have air bases that are back over here somewhere that they're using as well. Like they have the ability to seriously project a lot of firepower in that country right now. I I don't see a reason for them to push further, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's my current projection. I don't see him going any further than that. He doesn't have the support of the people. He's going to run into NATO forces. He's going to have all sorts of freaking problems. And NATO's not going to tuck tail and run. No. Who's even there from NATO? Uh, I don't even remember all the different countries. There's a lot of them, though. God, I'd love to be there. 
and they all you know all those go into like the NATO response force or whatever they're calling it for this. They're all literally right. blue. Right. So, yeah, what country it is, I have no idea, or where. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of you guys don't know. Real quick, off the top of the head, nine, there's nine hundred thousand active personnel currently in the Russian military and two hundred thousand in Ukraine. I'm, I'm pulling numbers literally right now. Right. Reserve two million Russian, nine hundred thousand Ukraine. That in, and to put that in perspective, I mean, out of the two hundred and fifty thousand that Ukraine has, yeah, right, one hundred and seventy-five thousand Russian troops are stationed on, around, or in Ukraine itself now. And so they have the ability to, and that's just a portion of it that they're using to invade, right? Or that can invade, right? And they have their supply chains, logistics, everything all figured out already. And all the routes and everything is laid in place. God, man, even this one's saying the same thing. Look, look the same routes, same routes you're saying. Right. It doesn't take a genius, you know, once you understand a little bit of tactics to know like, there's only a couple ways you can go about it. And that's the best way because I already have a foothold and they have huge launching pads to push and squeeze them out. Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, I, I don't, don't like it, but I, I like that we... I don't like it. I don't see him crossing the river. I, no. I, I, I don't. Like, I, you know, Kiev is a really, really... I mean, you're talking like subway, like massive. I mean, massive. Sub, have you seen the subway system in Kiev? Dude, you should look that thing up, man. It's huge. I mean, they would have a ton of work to do if they go into that city. They just choke it off. be a lot easier. More bang for their buck. Hold that sucker hostage. Shell it from the outside a couple times. You know what I mean? But that, that would be like the equivalent of us, I don't want to say invading Japan because it's not quite like that, but... Invading Mexico? They, yeah, they would get tore up. Yeah, They would mm-hmm. get tore up going in there. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we thought you guys would at least like to enjoy seeing it coming from a old operator's point of view and who spent a lot of time over there, who actually has first-hand knowledge, not some random news article you're going to see online. I mean which is kind of ironic because every single one of these, they must have somebody telling them because everybody pretty much came up with somewhat of the, the same kind of idea, even though for some reason, Great Britain over there, you know, the old Britons, they think that they're actually going to push past and go to Lviv for some reason. Yeah, I don't see that happening. But, but I mean, like the, the, the big key, though, is Russia needs some sort of a catalyst to move out of its current location to trigger all of that to go in. I, I just don't see Putin. And I, again, I could be wrong. I just don't see Putin overnight saying, you know what? We're just going in. The only reason he's at where he's at right now outside those two towns over in the east is because he was able to declare it on his own, a sovereign state. But there is no way he can declare everything up to Kiev. Like, there is zero support for that. The international community would eat him alive. Eat him alive. They already are. Think about the sanctions that he did just for this, like, that's being placed on him from the international community just for this tiny little notch. God, I wish we had a a decent president in right now. We wouldn't be having... We'd still be having issues, but... They would, God, I, mean, I, just, you, I just, I just don't. Let's say he does start rolling. What do you think China's going to do? I know that, okay, that was, that was a subject I didn't want to get on because I feel like I can go on for days with that one. I was already thinking about that. Right. You know, we're not, we're not going to get on that one because this one's already long enough, correct? We've, 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 already, we've already gone so deep into this that I, I don't really want to keep talking about China because we already know what's going to happen with China. You know, we might save that for a second episode. I mean, part two might be coming. That you know what part two is coming. I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us over here on Speak the Truth. If you're new, please subscribe if, you're, if you somehow made this long. I do love you guys. We are out.